we're trying to create people who are a force to be reckoned with, who don't, who don't just know what they believe, but they know why they believe it. And they can defend it articulately, passionately, and without backing down. Not being a jerk, but certainly um, not letting down. Their, their truth and their core political belief is their religion. And they are so adamant and passionate and emotional about it because that is their God with a little G. God really pressed on his heart. You need to go back to the girl that you had that abortion with and you need to apologize to her. And you need to apologize to her face to face. Uh, fetus phobic is someone who is afraid of the natural consequences of heterosexual sex and is terrified of, of, of a pre-born child of a little baby. And I like to say that Roe v. Wade is the story or the court case everyone has heard of, but nobody knows anything about. Governor Walker, thanks for being here. Very great to be with you. I should say it's a pleasure for me to be here. I think Rush is doing that too. And he is he's basically saying, look, I may be dying, but I'm not dead. Dr. Alveda King to Feed Ace podcast. Dr. King, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jerry, and hello, everyone. But they have an objective. The objective is more tax money, more control, and a promotion of a political ideology. It's a pro-socialist, secular worldview. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Feed Ace Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host, and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. Hey, so we're all pretty familiar with uh, what's going on in California. Uh, if you ever wanted to know what would the country be like with one-party rule and with Democrat policy for decades and decades and decades, yes, you can look at Baltimore, you can look at Philadelphia, you can look at Cleveland, you could look at Detroit, D.C., and so on and so forth. But if you wanted to see it on a massive scale, you could look no further than California. Uh, those policies have been uh, on display for many, many years with Democrats running every aspect of that state. And it is a mess. What if I told you that in this recent recall, which uh, looks like uh, Governor Newsom is going to be recalled, he, they did get the votes to do that. If I told you we had a candidate, a Republican candidate who was against transgender men in women's sports, who was against critical race theory, who was for cutting regulations, who wanted to address the high cost of living in California, reduce taxes to deal with unemployment, poor planning, and the lack of commitment to veterans and those with physical and mental disabilities. What if I told you all that? And then I told you, that person proposing all that was Bruce Jenner. My guest today is Thomas Ranieri. Thomas has been on a few times, uh, I think five, this is number five. Uh, and he's always a, a source of great, great knowledge and uh, great information and great perspective. And he, he asked to come and talk about this topic. And I gladly uh, said yes. So uh, Thomas, welcome back again. Thank you so much for having me, Jerry. Uh, it's so great to be back. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's always a pleasure. So, so yeah, so, so obviously it's a, a, the reason I started off with all those points about what, what Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner believes is because in and of themselves, those are very solid conservative values. Um, um, he, she, I'm not sure what we call them or what people want to call him, him oh. her. <laughs> I mean, I know I, I, Bruce Jenner, I know him from, him from the Olympics. 
Jenner. Really the trouble. Just there you go. That's home. that's the easiest way. So all right. So Jenner. I mean, those are those are right on policies by and large. But obviously, there's a greater issue for those of us that believe that this whole tra transgender thing is 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 gone off the rails and is not good. So wanted to get your thoughts and comments on the whole thing. That's a very interesting way you frame that. I actually really approve um, because that really does kind of get to the heart of the issue. Uh, because the heart of the issue really is. Uh, do you believe what people say about themselves or do you believe what people do? Because Bruce, excuse me, Jenner could be, say any number of things. You know, he could say that he's a Roman Catholic. He is very much and knowingly took part in being at the forefront of pushing this sick uh, transgender ideology on us. And uh, regardless of what he says about it now, uh, it doesn't change the fact that that's what he is. The idea that he's a Republican is risible. Uh, and the, the fact of the matter is that if, if the Republican leadership allows him to run as a Republican and in any way, and already he's been on Sean Hannity, which I thought was a mistake. Um, if they allow him and celebrate him it's going to basically, I mean, that's going to be finally the end of any religious, which should be the end of any religious support for the Republican Party, uh, because this is unacceptable. We, like, we, it's un uncomfortable. I don't, I mean, certainly don't like the fact that we are forced to deal with this, but this is political power. This actually matters. What, what, what happens when someone gets into power? Uh, matters, as we've seen. Um, and I'm afraid that putting someone who is, is clearly and obviously mentally, you know, broken as Jenner and in charge of political power, that's insane. There's a reason um, that these people were marginalized uh, in the past it's because they're sick. You can't trust them. And, 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 it's, and it's so obvious. Uh, that you can't trust them is when you start looking past all the different niceties, like all well, we're all people and blah blah blah. When you put all the equality BS aside and you actually look at how people behave, the these people are not well, and and we're not doing them any favors by playing into their fantasy. All right, I'm not a child anymore. I don't play make believe. All right, if you're chopping off body parts pretend to be a different sex than you actually are, then there's something wrong with you. I'm sorry. It just, it's just human. You don't do that. That's not something people do. Um, and now we're encouraging people to do it. But, you know, and, and, and so to let Jenner have any kind of prominence in Republican politics, well, I mean, at that point, it's just like, wait, what, what are we fighting for exactly here? Because it's certainly not conserving, it, conserving anything. Yeah. So, um, so if I... So one of the things I remember you saying uh, on another episode of mine is, and, and I forget what you you would call called it, but there's a I think you were basing it on a legal term in which there was a, it's sort of like there's a there's an issue that you just can't overcome, right? We don't expect perfection from any of our candidates. You know, they're not going to be perfect on all all the issues. And issue. what's that? Threshold issue. Threshold. Yes. Thank you. That was it. Um, you know, you know, this is definitely a threshold issue, right? And because, because obviously, as the things I started off saying, those are solid things that 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 Jenner believes, and 
you and I would go, yeah, okay, those those things make sense. But um, yeah, we we are in an age where people want to celebrate mental illness, and that's not trying to be hurtful or insulting to people. It's trying to actually say they need help, and we shouldn't be elevating them to the governorship when they have that severe of a mental issue. And, and frankly, I mean, the problem is put in stark relief with Jenner. But the fact of the matter is that when you look at the pathologies of the people on the left, uh, they wear their, they don't even, they think that their mental illness is what makes them interesting. And they don't see it as mental illness. They call it something else, like myself, my personality, blah, 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 blah. And so it's like, no, 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 you're just immature and don't have control over yourself. And anyone who does or is mature and does have control over their internal life sees that you don't. And the fact of the matter is that you take it as us being arrogant and condescending when in fact it's just like, oh, this person is not capable of regulating themselves internally. They require external regulation. And you put people who require external regulation in charge of external regulation, which is what politics is, and guess what? The people who need external regulation aren't going to get it. And the people who don't need it will because the, pe the person who needs external regulation hates people who don't. So they'll focus their efforts on hurting people who don't need external regulation and giving free reign to those who do, which is the exact opposite of what both, the, which makes them all miserable, right? But miserable people make other people miserable. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting way of putting it. Um, but you know, what, 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 what's interesting is it's a conundrum. It's the same kind of conundrum in a way that we saw with the Democrat primary where, you know, the Democrat party who's about inclusion and we should give, you know, step aside for women and minorities, uh, yet Kamala Harris could barely get a vote. She didn't last. Uh, Cory Booker couldn't get anywhere either. Mayor Pete, who was gay, couldn't get a vote, couldn't get anywhere, really. Can you imagine thinking Mayor Pete would be a good, like, uh, the thing was like. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know, I, it's it's embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, but, but you know, they these are the people who they couldn't get, a, they couldn't get anywhere. They weren't even contenders. And who is the person that gets the nomination and ultimately, you know, I guess the presidency is the old white guy who's made racist comments plenty of times in the past. And it's interesting. So what, what, what do the people of California do? Do they, if they reject Jenner, then, then they're rejecting uh, um, a transgender. What do they do? I don't really care what they should leave California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't so, really care. I mean, if they can elect or governor, that's it, whatever. Yeah. And, governor i don't care about if he gets governor i don't care one way or the other what i care about is whether or not we as republicans act like that's a victory right yeah uh, no it, I and i agree you're right i don't live in california you don't either and at the end of the day california can't get much worse um and i so we we just spent 10 minutes on it which is probably about nine and a half minutes longer than the whole issue deserves in reality in some ways but speaking it's of right it's emblematic of what's happening right it now. is yeah yeah, but um, so speaking of people who are one thing and identify as another, let's talk about the Catholic Joe Biden and what's going on with the discussion right now of, of whether or not he should receive communion. Some bishops have come out um, against it, against him and other other prominent Catholic politicians like Pelosi and, and Biden receiving communion. Others have said no. 
Um, what is your take on this? Well, I mean, I think you can guess my take on this uh, is that they should have been denying him communion 50 years ago. And every Catholic politician who uh, has supported the, re the Roe versus Wade, uh, the Roe versus Wade regime, because they love politicians love to kick uh, like, you know, responsibility. Well, the court said this and this, and it's not our fault, but it's like, no, 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 no. There's plenty of things you could do if you've just decided to actually be for the things you say you're for and you haven't done them, okay? And it's the same thing with the bishop. Oh, well, he's, I don't want to do this and I don't want to, oh, shut up. You just don't want to have to do your job. You don't want to be uncomfortable. So these, these bishops are part and parcel of the same establishment that is infecting the Republican Party right now. The establishment that voted for uh, Juneteenth to be a federal holiday. You know, because that that wasn't a holiday for European descended Americans. Okay, that's not for us, and it's not really even for uh, the blacks because, you know, why didn't they just use the date of the Emancipation Proclamation? Um, it was it's very clearly chosen to be close to July Fourth to be a competing founding holiday, and. Uh, so that really bothers me. And the fact that only 14 Republicans refuse to vote for it indicates how deep the problem is. These people have decided, right? The bishops, uh, our politicians, our university professors have, independent of us, all kind of decided about how the world's going to be now. And, and the bishops are like, well, we're not going to hold people to account for this because this is a new regime. This is different. This is somehow different than what's come in the past. And we really need to get with the program. Otherwise, the Catholic Church won't survive, which I, I can't believe they actually believe, but um, let's pretend that they actually do think they're acting in the best interest of the, of the church and they're just grossly incompetent, which they are, uh, at the very least, grossly incompetent. But somehow, and I don't know why they thought they could do this, but they, everyone just kind of decided that we were going to be this, like, um, multi, uh, this multicultural, secular, non-Christian baseline everyone's kind of the same, everyone can do what they want kind of society. And if they hold the people to account for their behavior, right, it ruins that whole thing because the one thing people that, you know, uh, the one thing that an orgy cannot stand is someone saying, hey, this is kind of gross. We probably shouldn't be having an orgy. That one dude ruins the whole thing. Everyone's got to be on board with denigrating themselves. And if there's one person who's not, it ruins everything. Now they'll, they'll hurt that person or kick them out or whatever, but it will permanently bother them that someone held them to a higher standard. If the bishops do this, it will be a, if they were to actually refuse Biden communion, first of all, it would be a brilliant PR move. It would get so much attention and there's no, we could fight it. I mean, the, the media would hate us, but the media hates us anyway. So. If the bishops were to do that, it would be a real strong statement, and it would really throw, you know, uh, a fly into the ointment, which is why they didn't do it because they know that's what would happen. The one of the re, one of the reasons our society has been allowed to progress to the point that it's allowed to progress to or egress or regress to, is because the Catholic Church has stopped holding people to account for their behavior, and they've done that to allow us, to, for equality's sake, to move into this kind of weird quasi-Christian secular society where, I don't know, 
what I don't even know what we stand for anymore. If we stand for anything. Yeah, no, no. I was just going to say is I, you know, I think what, what you're getting at and what we want to also continue to talk about is, is sort of the way, uh, you know, people are afraid to take a stance. People are afraid to, to speak their, you know, speak their voice and, um, yeah, I mean, you, you can't be against Pride Month, right? Or you can't even, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, it work, where I work, we, you know, people were given a, a one of those virtual backgrounds, a rainbow background for, you know, Zoom calls and stuff like that. And it was just expected that people did it. They didn't make us but, you know, I mean, what, what if we decided to have pro-life month? Why, why don't we have that? Right. And, and I think everyone's afraid. It, it, just as I saw in the election, there were too many Catholics that said, well, we're not getting involved. Well, we're not allowed to talk about it. Uh, and yet people like Father Frank Pavone said, oh, no, we have to talk about it. Well, you know, it's funny how, uh, you know, you, you hear, the, you go, uh, do you remember in Godfather 3? I don't know if you ever watched that. When Michael is going to talk to the Cardinal, uh, and the Cardinal takes the stone, puts it in the, you know, takes the stone out of the fountain and say, look, you know, this is Christianity, this is the European, see, it's been, it's been in this water for a long time, it looks really wet, but you're not going to open it and you show it, it's, it's, it's dry inside, it hasn't touched the soul, and uh, of the European, and he's kind of talking about how the church has failed many people in, the, in Europe to save them, because they've been suffused in Christianity, but not like penetrated them. I think that's true. Now, uh, the reason I mention that is because of your, is they don't listen to their scriptures. Uh, because they say pretty clearly that I will spit the lukewarm out of my mouth. Um, you know, God does not give points for being a coward, a moral coward. You don't get any points for that. If you don't believe in something enough that you're willing to put your neck on the line, you don't really believe him, and he doesn't really respect it. And so these people who are like, well, I don't want to get involved. I'm like, you are involved. You're in the world. You don't get to opt out, man. Right. You, you have duties. God is watching you. And if you choose not to rise to this challenge, it will be brought up at your judgment. Mm -hmm. And that's what drives me nuts is these people who are just like, oh, everything's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. Not as long as you keep thinking everything's going to be okay. And, and, and again, and, and, and disclaiming your responsibility to be an agent of, of, of change towards God in the world, man. That's what's supposed to matter to us. So, um, so you're in the, so you're in the Washington DC area. That's where you live. Um, tell me what it's like right now. Like one, one of the things that we heard a lot with Trump was um, the swamp, right? Was was draining the swamp, and and that was really the first time I think people heard those words that sort of sort of quantified or qualified what was going on in Washington D.C. You know how these people get ingrained, and they they help each other, they help their special interests, and they forget about the people. Um, people here have been calling it the swamp for a very long time. Very very long time. Because it's swamp. It's not, it's not a, it is a figurative truth. It's also a literal one. We are below sea level and without uh, appropriate uh, plumbing and, and stuff like that. We, we would basically, the, where Washington, D.C. right now, the city is, would, would turn back into wetlands pretty quickly. Um, so we are in a swamp, and the people who are in charge of the country are swamp monsters. 
both literal and figurative. Yeah. What's this is getting a little philosophical, but that's why I have you on because you get philosophical. The left in this country is is definitely immoral. You know, there's no question in in that they take the stance of pro-abortion. They take the stance of transgender. They take the stance of gay marriage, gay adoption. Um, they seem to turn a blind eye to child and female sex trafficking it through the border because they want to open the borders. They ignore evil, it seems, or they embrace evil in order to advance their their cause, so to speak. The Democrat Party was the party of slavery. They were the party of Jim Crow and so on and so forth. Let's not do that. I don't want to play that game. Let's not play the civil rights game. I don't like it. It's boring. It's stupid. I don't want to talk about slavery anymore. I don't want to talk about Jim Crow. Uh, I'm tired of talking about those things. That's not why they're evil. And it's not why we're evil or good. We're evil or good because of what we're doing right now. And they're evil or good based on what they're doing right now. Yeah. And uh, using these, I think it does. All you're doing is reinforcing their conception of how the United States works when you when you talk about slavery and Jim Crow. Uh, you know, and that's a whole, that's a topic for a whole other time. But the point is that I think one of the things, this is something I've heard a lot, is that conservatives think that, that liberals are misguided and, and liberals think that conservatives are evil. I actually think it's, it's quite something different. I, I don't, I think that people who do evil things, it doesn't really matter why they're doing them or why they say they're doing them, because when they are objectively evil, that's what you judge them on. So the fact of the matter is the left is evil. It is literally the party of satan and I'm not, I'm not saying that like in a like satan's in charge of it but i mean like their basic idea is extremely promethean it's extremely it's born in this kind of reflective um resentment towards and desire to rebel against uh any kind of moral authority and in that sense is 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 an evil impulse to fight against the thing, the ordering principle of the universe, because they want to be bigger than it, rather than it being bigger than them. That's what it really seems like to me. But regardless, they act in an evil way, therefore they are evil. And that's just how it is. Now they can repent, and just because you're evil doesn't mean you get to die. It doesn't, excuse me, not get to, but it doesn't mean we can automatically kill you, right? Because the brain falls on the just and the unjust alike. But we have to call it out for what it is. It's evil. They're evil. They stand for evil things. They do evil things. They clearly don't give a crap about ethics, uh, and they don't have real. They don't have any real principles. Their principles are just covers for whatever it is they want to do at the moment. So they're evil. They think we're evil, but the only thing they think we're evil is because we're the people who want to hold them to account. We're the people who want to hold them to a standard, and that was something they consider oppressive. I've read some Satanist literature. I've read some occult literature and stuff like that, but. And, and so they can, these people, the people who, who do magic, the people who, who actually think about Satan as a religious experience and religious belief, talk about how the undying principle, the God, is oppressive because he has decided the way what's good and what's bad. And that is an oppressive action. And therefore, you are right to revolt against him because of his oppressive rightness. Like you should have basically it's sort of like an assertion of the right to, to be wrong and to pretend like being wrong is right. And if I can't, I can't think of a better de description of how the Democratic Party does its business. The heart of it, its, its, its internal soul as a party seems to be based on that kind of Promethean 
movement or motion or, or, or understanding of the world. And that's how they can say things like, you know, they can say, stop indoctrinating your children with Christianity and then turn around and do CRT and LGBTQ crap to them in school. It's like, you're, you're just a rival religion, man. That's all you are. The, at this point, progressivism is just a rival religion to Christianity. So how do you speak, because I agree with everything you just said, how, how do you speak to those priests, those Christians? Um, I've debated a very fine, kind uh, professor from Catholic University uh, uh, who's, uh, who was uh, co-chairman of Catholics for Biden. Um, how do you explain, I know, I, how do you explain people who do have goodness who are who do, are caring kind go to church whatever denomination they have they're they're charitable and so on how do how do we explain that when they that they take part in a party that you and i view and is in fact evil let me ask you a question you said he's a he's a he's a university professor yes okay he knows what he's doing don't talk to him. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's there's, he's not some nice guy who is just kind of like blah, blah, blah. He knows that he is diluting Catholicism and is happy about it. He'll pretend like he isn't, but he knows. So you just, I mean, the, what people do is what matters. If they're, what they're doing is hurting or otherwise diluting or perverting, they're wrong and you have to assume they know what they're doing. Stop assuming the other side is reasonable. They're not. They're not reasonable. You can't talk them out of their positions because their positions aren't honestly held. Um, there, if you read Saul Alinsky's thing, it's very clear. You lie about what you're doing while you're doing it. So as to cause confusion. And so people are like, well, we don't want to be mean. They're kind of being nice, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. That works with reasonable people with good intentions who are engaging with you in good faith. Liberals can't do that. Progressives can't engage with you in good faith. They just can't do it because they don't understand themselves or their beliefs any more than um, they understand what's happening around them. They are either evil or stupid. That's it. You cannot be a progressive and not be evil or stupid. And as, be as because that's the case, there's the only two options. The guy's evil. He's smart enough, he's not stupid, so he's evil. And the answer is you don't talk to them. You just say, stop it. What you're doing is wrong and you know it's wrong. And stop it, stop it. And if you're like, well, let's talk about it. No, 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 let's not talk about it. What you're doing is wrong and you know it's wrong. And if you don't think it's wrong, you should go talk to an actual priest about it and maybe do some more research. Yeah, it, it, it's really good point. So I, I, I think about it too, from the perspective of I, I engage, especially with, with the era of Trump, because I think Trump was so blatantly honest uh, about the positions, about about the left, right? I mean, he attacked them with more openness and honesty, ironically, than anyone else had. They, he wasn't a George Bush. He wasn't a Mitt Romney who danced around the issues and things like that. I, I gathered from a lot of people who were Democrats, there was an aspect of pride. Like they wouldn't admit that they were wrong. But in re, based on what you're saying, you know, pride is evil. Pride is, a, at least to us Catholics, is one of the seven, seven capital sins, right? So, so even if it's pride that's causing you to say, I'm not going to admit those people are right and I'm wrong. And so I'm going to defend what they're doing. That pride in and of itself is sin and therefore is evil. Yeah, yeah. precisely. That's excellent. 
Very correct. Yes, you're right. And that's how sin affects us, right? It, it lets us hide the fact that we're being evil from ourselves. Or in the, as, as they say in the Bible, pride co covereth, and uh, was it pride covereth a multitude of sins. If you're just too proud to admit that you've committed a sin, you can pretend like you haven't committed the sin. <laughs> right. It's not a sin. Right. Or, or, you know, well, abortion is wrong. Sure. But uh, there are other life issues, right? You know, what about healthcare? I mean, that's important too. So, you know, and, and that's, that's, they're either stupid or they're evil. They, they either don't understand the issue or they're, or they're prideful or something that's causing them to not see the truth. I had a friend, I know we have to finish up here, but I had a friend who was, uh, he's a progressive and he's homosexual. I went to high school. Um, and uh, like I was talking to him about the election and he wouldn't admit that it was stolen, but he obviously knew it was because the way I we were talking about it, he, he knows, which means that he's not going to admit it to me, right? Because that would require him to then change. He could pretend like, oh no, we're just better, you know, he's hiding from himself as much as he is from me, but he knows, they know. Everyone's like, well, you know, only 50% of the country believes the election was stolen, if there were some regularities or whatever nonsense people are saying. Now. And it's like, no, 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 50% of the people are willing to admit it, and then the other 50% aren't, and that's it. There's two types of people, people that know it happened and are going to say it, people that know that happened and are not willing to say it, and then actually no, there's a third type of person, a person, people who are so delusional as to think that it was fine, that the, the 2020 election was fine. And there are people like that. I've met them and they're very frustrating to talk to. Yeah. I mean, they basically just, you know, it's, it's the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, right? They just, they don't listen. To, they, they have their liberal media and the liberal, liberal media does their job for them in the sense that they ignore. The media, Jerry, I have to jump in here. We have to really focus in on, listen, the, our enemies are going to be our enemies no matter what. We have to worry about just being stabbed in the back by our so-called friends. National Review needs to go. All right. It's filled with people who are represent the the Buckley kind of anti you know, non-Christian gods, sorry, uh, non-Christian flags, guns, and uh, money of the Reagan era, where we just basically decided not to fight the culture war in the 60s and we reaffirmed that in the 80s. They just gave up. So the fact of the matter is that we we need to clear the the money changers out of the temple and that means getting rid of any established republican who is not on board with a populist right program that means getting rid of that weird turtle thing um mcconnell it means getting rid of uh mccarthy uh basically the entire leadership everyone in, in the house needs to go anyone who voted for juneteenth as a federal holiday needs to go um and as well as bill crystal who is i mean <laughs> Like the fact that anyone listens to him is absurd. So we need to get rid of those people who constantly mitigate us, the people who feel our principles deeply, the religious people who can actually put together governing coalitions on, on, true, uh, on a true shared understanding of the world. Like this is what they want to prevent. They want us to all agree that we, in order to get along, we can't hold each other to standards. And so the one thing they can't handle is when we say, no, 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 no. Catholics won't do this. Catholics will do this. You either do what we tell you to do, and if you don't, we won't vote for you. And, and until we get rid of the people who are trying to mitigate us and to make us fit into one of their gay little coalitions um, while not actually providing us anything, I, we have to really prevent us. Like we have been, like Catholics and Christians have been in many ways 
like the African-Americans of the Republican Party, because the African-Americans have reliably voted Democrat and things have gotten reliably worse for Blacks, yet they continue to vote for them for some reason. Now, probably the politics of racial resentment. It's the same thing with Catholics and Christians. Every single time we're like, well, what have you done for us lately? They're like, well, if you don't vote for us, we won't be in charge. And then the Democrats will get what they want. Well, you know what? I don't see that big of a difference between when you're in charge and when the Democrats are in charge, because either way, the Democrats win. It's just how much longer do we have to wait until they win? So I'm just, I, I, we have to stop, we have to stop playing Charlie to the Republican Party's Lucy. Uh, we have to stop trying to kick their football and start getting someone else to hold our damn football. Yep. And get those lukewarm people out. Uh, I totally, totally Yep, I totally agree with you on that. Um, I, I love what I'm hearing from like Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's awesome. Like you need people like that. They're that going to be bold and, and stand out. And, uh, you know, and so one last comment before we end, because it's it's our time is up. But um, is, you know, the your your point about how the left lies to themselves or they they know the truth, but they they cover it up is when Nancy Pelosi was asked if she believes a 15 week old fetus is is a is a human being. She couldn't answer it. And she wouldn't answer it, right? So if she was so proud of her belief, she she should answer it honestly, right? But she didn't. Told you she knows the truth, right? She knows the truth. So, all right, that was fantastic. That 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 half hour went by really really quickly. And as usual, this was great conversation. And I always tell all my guests afterwards, I do it off off the recording. Is I say, hey, anytime you want on, just give me a call and, and we'll make it happen. And uh, Thomas has uh, his taken me up on that now five times and it's every time it's a great conversation so uh thomas ranieri i uh, appreciate you being on and uh talking about these great issues thank you so much for having me jerry and i hope uh, i hope i hope your podcast continues success all right great i appreciate that thanks so much and thank all of you for listening to this episode of fides podcast check me out on all the different uh podcast apps on youtube and um and on wednesdays at 7 p.m eastern on rightamericamedia.com. You can check all these out. Uh, so uh, thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. And I uh, will see you next time. Just fly.